Live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guests. Lauren Vernick of Well Elephant reversed her heart disease, lost 20 pounds, dropped her blood pressure, and started aging in reverse by following a whole food plant-based diet. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Lauren Vernick. Greetings and welcome, Lauren. Hello. So glad to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm so excited to hear about your journey from heart disease to heart disease reversal. Wow. That is such an important message for everyone to hear. And I'm so glad that you're going to tell us all about that. Absolutely. Yeah. You want me to jump right in and just start telling you? I'm going, yeah, I think that we should. I would, well, first of all, I would like to know, like, how did you find out that you had heart disease? Well, so I was 46 years old and I was eating, you know, basically what I thought was um, a healthy diet, kind of Mediterranean-ish and not eating a lot of carbs and blah, blah, all that. Um, My cholesterol has been sky high since I was, I remember getting it tested when I was like 18 years old at the free clinic at college and it was like 330 Oh, that is sky high. uh, And the um, doctor was like, you're not going to live to be 30 years old. You've got to clean up your act. And so I was kind of chunky. I lost uh, probably like 10 pounds and really started cleaning up my act. And that's when I adapted more of like the Mediterranean style diet. Um, What made you say that you wanted to do that, the Mediterranean, how that come about? That was because of my cholesterol. So I started trying when I was 18 years old, I started really trying to exercise and to eat healthy. And I dropped my cholesterol to like 300 or 280. But that's eating like, as well as I knew how at that point. Yeah, yeah. No, I was eating, I wasn't eating well, as I know it today. But I was eating like, I was eating fruits and vegetables. And I was eating um, some oatmeal. Um, and I was eating low fat dairy and nuts and seeds and olive oil. And so I, you know, I was trying to lay off the bread. And so I thought I was eating pretty healthy, like skinless, boneless chicken and all that. So fast forward to when I was 46 years old, um, my OBGYN, which was the only doctor I ever went to see because I thought I was healthy. Yeah. Just said, you know, I really, she'd always do uh, blood work when I went in. And so we discussed my last blood work, which my cholesterol was like 288, 290. And she's like, you know, I'm just surprised that your cholesterol is this high when you eat healthy. And um, I want you to get a CT scan, a calcium Mm -hmm. CT scan, so we can see what your score is, where they measure the calcifications in your arteries. Um, so I got one and I was really shocked to find out that my score at 46 years old was 75% worse than every other woman my age. I was like beside myself. 
So and you get to see the image of like yes. the chambers of your heart. Yes, exactly. And I had two pretty good blockages. Like I never got like a number like this is 80 or 90% blocked, but it, it was not good. It was looked pretty blocked. And one was the Widowmaker. Uh, what do they call it? The left anterior descending. And then one was the, you know, the right, whatever, oh. um, right coronary artery. So they were both pretty, pretty, you could see they were narrowed. Um, so I went to a cardiologist and still, again, I'm just in shock. And the cardiologist said, you know, this is familial because it did run in my family. And I did have a very high LP little a, which is an indicator of, you know, genetic heart disease. Um, so we said, there's really nothing you can do. You're just going to have to, uh, eat uh, chicken and fish and fruits and vegetables and low fat dairy and olive oil and nuts and seeds. And I looked at him and I said, that's exactly what I've been eating since I was 18 years old. So how can that be right? That the, like in that moment, I just knew something was really wrong. And he said, well, you also have to take a statin for the rest of your life. And I said, so if I take a statin, that's going to reverse my heart disease. And he's like, what? You can't reverse heart disease. And so I just sat there crying. And oh I just. Goodness. Now, did I you have like, any symptoms of looking yeah. back? Well, okay, sometimes in hindsight, you might think yes. where during the moment you didn't. Right, exactly. In hindsight, um, well, I didn't think I did, but then like I've, I've done yoga since I was like 25 years old. Um, and I would always think like, oh, when I do a certain like up dog or something, like I get like my chest muscles hurt. That's weird. Well, it stopped. I never get my chest muscles hurting anymore. And so, you're older, right? So yeah. it should yeah. be worse now, so not better. I figure <laughs> I might have been having like a little angina or that I didn't, I didn't realize that's what it was. Um, so, and I don't know that for sure, because I don't know what angina feels like, but I imagine it's like a little chest pain, but I only got it when I did certain yoga poses. Mm. Um, but now I don't. So I, and that stopped like a couple of weeks after I started a whole food plant-based diet. So anyway, I left the cardiologist. He called in the statin. I said, I'm not taking this um, because it's not going to reverse the disease and I want to get to the root of it. And he just thought it was kind of crazy. No, he said it was familial though, right? So yes. what about your family history? Well, my mom's had like three heart attacks. She's still alive. She's not in great shape. I shouldn't say that in case God forbid she ever watches this. But um, she's, she, you know, she's not in, doesn't have the quality of life I would want to have. She can't really go anywhere or do things. She um, has a caregiver and my, her father died of a heart attack. His third one, a massive one when he was 63 years old. Mm -hmm. My father's had uh, a heart attack and stents. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, but that all being said, we've all eaten the same way and we eat the same food. So is it familial or is it familial? Yeah. And yeah. I do know that I do have some genetic markers um, because I've had a lot of testing. And so I do have uh, genetic markers and I also, my cholesterol is still high. Like every other test is now like perfect. And even you could see that I've had um, reversal with the clogging in my arteries, but my cholesterol is still 
not well, and it's still not where it should be. Should be. So it went down, but it, it went down. It's still not. I mean, everybody th- talks about having this gold standard of one hundred and fifty, but right. not everybody can achieve that. Right. And um, I've kind of come to the conclusion. I, I've talked to Dr. Clapper about this. I'm sure you you probably even have had him on, Dr. Clapper. Yes. Or you know him, yeah. Okay. And um, he has said. And this is kind of my theory because like every other number that's in my control is good, except for my LP little a, which is still like so off the charts. I might just kill over right now. And if I do uh, what I have to say about that is I probably would have died eight years ago, you know, or whatever. But um, I've chosen not to take a statin. And he said about the cholesterol that the cholesterol that I have in my body is the cholesterol that my body wants to make. For whatever reason, my body loves to make a lot of cholesterol. And it's that's just the way it's going to be. And it fluctuates. I've had it all the way down to like 188. Um, but I have a hard time keeping it there. Like I really just can't eat if I want to keep it right. down there. Yeah, um, so yeah. when I, yeah. So it's when I eat um, a little bit of like nuts and seed sauces, which... I didn't for a long time. I was doing like Dr. Esselstyn's prevent reverse heart disease. And for years I didn't really eat nuts or seeds except for like flax and chia. Um, But then when I got, and I'll tell you more about the test I got and the the proof of the reversal. But once I got that kind of confirmation, I decided, okay, I've really enjoyed eating this way, but I would enjoy it a lot more if I could have like a nut and seed sauce on my big salad or my lots of veggies and now I'm going to eat this way for the rest of my life. And so I, I want to enjoy it. So I've incorporated a little a little bit of that. And so my cholesterol is probably like between 200 and 220. It's high. It's not good by any standards, except for every other number that I have that I'll talk to you about um, is really good. So like I said, Dr. Clapper said that cholesterol is not coming from chicken or eggs yeah. or fish or cheese. It's coming from your body. So Right. And For just whatever to be clear, reason. the only place, the only source of cholesterol is from an animal. We right. as humans, we manufacture our own cholesterol right. and then the animals also do the same. So when we eat animal products, even cheese, whatever comes from animals, we're having, we're, we're ingesting cholesterol and that becomes a part of us and makes our cholesterol go even higher than whatever our cholesterol would normally be without eating them. So yeah, I can see that, that that's, that would be, I think I've, I've talked to quite a few cardiologists and, and most of them seem to be on the page where it's not so much what your cholesterol is, it's what's on your plate, what's in your shopping cart, that, that th- those are better indicators of, of what's going to be than, than the cholesterol. And it almost seems that it could, that golden 150 could be more of an average. And anytime you have some kind of a a number, you're always going to have people much lower and people, we always going to have that bell curve where there's going to be people outliers on both sides. And so they, the, most of the cardiologists and doctors that I've interviewed had had that consensus where it really is, what are you eating every day and not, not your cheats and all that. It's, it's your everyday thing. You know, you can't, can't be cheating. And, you know, and of course with all that news that you had, <laughs> you're pretty, you're pretty serious about it. I'm very yes. serious about it. Very. Well. 
I don't cheat. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that I was able to, when I found this out, I mean, literally, I think that night I was talking to my dad on the phone and he said, you should try the prevent and reverse heart disease book. That's what my cardiologist told me to do. And I was like, what? <laughs> You've been holding this, holding out on me. <laughs> so I ordered the book on Amazon that yeah. night, had it like, you know, two days later and I ordered the cookbook from uh, Anne and Jane Esselstyn with that. And I just started, I ate oatmeal for breakfast and then for lunch and dinner every day, I would just cook something out of that cookbook until I got the hang of it. And it wasn't long um, because I really, I like cooking, you know, I've always liked, not, I can't say I've always liked it. I've always done it, but now I really like it because I like to eat and I can't eat what I want unless I cook it. So mm. now I've really, it's become like meditative to me and, um, you know, just such a sign of love when you cook for other people like this. And so it's become something I really love to do now. Um, so I just started doing the prevent and reverse heart disease. I jumped right in. I can say I've never cheated a day since. Now I've had oil. Like if I've been in another country for a while and I don't have my food anymore, it's all gone. And I've got, gone to a vegan restaurant and I'm like, they say they can't make me something. And I just say, what's the thing with the least amount of oil that's vegan in here? And okay, so I've done things like that on occasion, but not but at home. Normal, not every day, every day life. You don't say, oh, I'll just have a little cheat day no. or a cheat meal never. or whatever. Nope. No, you don't. Never, never, never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before we continue on, I'd like to start our game of true or false. Okay. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below, and Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. I thought it'd be appropriate to come up with this true or false, and we have a lot of green warriors watching, but we may also have some curious people that aren't familiar, so I'm going to put it out there for everyone True or false, when adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, you could quickly become over-medicated if taking prescription drugs for blood pressure or diabetes. So Green Warriors, go ahead and type in what your guess is for that answer. And Lauren, did you want to chime in? Let me read the question more carefully. I don't want to answer. Uh, I would say that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that that I wanted to put out there because if anybody is just starting out or thinking about starting and they are on medications, neither one of us are physicians and we're not giving right. out medical advice, but we are familiar enough with this lifestyle to know that if somebody is currently on these medications, one or more of these kinds of medications, that this lifestyle is just so effective mm-hmm. that in a matter of days, even your blood pressure could come down, your, your insulin levels could change. And if you continued on taking the same dosage that your doctor prescribed, you could become over-medicated. So you really should consult with your doctor to let them know that you're trying this lifestyle out so that they can help monitor you. And if necessary, which if you do adopt this lifestyle, it probably will be necessary help you titrate down off the medications, but you should never do it by on your own. You should do it with your physician because they know best on how to titrate you down. So right. I thought that that would be a good thing to bring up in case 
we have anybody that's uh, going to try it out or or show it to anyone. Yep, absolutely. Hi, Clark. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to put that up. She said, love Lauren, first time hearing her reason of eating whole food plant-based diet. So you're out there doing lots of recipe demos and all kinds of things telling people to eat this way. But Clark had not yet heard that. So okay. hi, Clark. I'm glad that you're here. And that's that's so awesome. And, of course, Anne guessed very correctly. True. <laughs> Clark really helped me out. It was so funny. I um, My daughter lives in Australia. And Clark lives in Australia. And I guess I, was, I just posted something on Instagram about when I was visiting her in Melbourne. And Clark was like, oh, I used to live in Melbourne. You got to go to this place and this place and oh. told me where to eat. And then I ended up at um, Diggers and, uh, oh gosh, what's the place? I forget where it's called. Uh, it's like on the Great Ocean Road. And what's it called? He'll tell me. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, just this great whole food plant-based restaurant without oil. And So he just told me where to go and what to eat or, you know, where to eat. And so he really helped me out. Oh, that is very nice. It was really nice. Oh, yeah. You just wish you had somebody like that everywhere you travel. <laughs> it was really easy to eat in Melbourne. I want to tell you, they like every place was vegan. I even bought vegan boots there. Every place was, uh, oh, Diggers Veggie Kitchen. But where is it? Like, um, it's not in Melbourne. It's outside of Melbourne. Like, I forget what the name of the little town is called. But anyway doesn't matter. That's, that's a cute, important thing. That's a cute name. <laughs> I know. It's really cute. That's a great You're place. You'd be like, huh? <laughs> Veggie? Digger? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clark said, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. That's great that you have. Anglesey. That's where it was. Anglesey. Not okay. that that matters, but if anybody wants to go there. Yeah. Well, you never, we have international you, viewers because you, you right. know who's watching and, and we wouldn't want to leave them hanging like that. Right. Yeah. So now were you on any medications? You weren't, you refused the statin. So you weren't on any, any prescription no. medications. Okay. Um, I wasn't on any medication at the time. And, um, you know, my cholesterol came down pretty fast and it came down, um, but it didn't stay as low. Like I said, it came down pretty fast didn't stay it kind of bumped up after and then i just started losing weight my blood pressure came down my blood pressure was like i think it was like 136 over it wasn't like high high but it wasn't really where it should have been it was like mm -hmm. 136 over like one i don't even know what it was i can look but um it came down pretty low last time i got it tested it's normally like um one 110 over 70 or 100 over but the last time it was like 95 over like 65 and she was like whoa this is like a teenager <laughs> it's almost like they want to put a, a mirror over your mouth to see if you're breathing because i i get those looks often because yeah. my mine is in the, like the high 90s and or mid 90s yeah. and yeah no they'll just yeah <laughs> it it back like, it's very it's entertaining you know, it is. It's that white coat syndrome. It's yeah. lower. <laughs> that's so funny. I, that's what my mom always says because hers is like 200. Every time she gets oh. her blood pressure taken, they're like, they want to rush her to the emergency room. And she's like, oh. I have white coat syndrome. She just starts yelling at them. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yeah. So, so you, you, were you trying to lose weight too? I mean, was that something on your radar? I mean, I was always trying to lose like five or 10 pounds. Yeah. I, I was always scared to eat because I'm like, why am I gaining weight? I'm eating what you're supposed to eat, which yeah. is low carb and blah, blah. So anyway, um, I always was trying to lose a few pounds, but I never could. And now I know why, but, um, so yeah, the weight just came off pretty easily. And I, yeah, I'm going to show a, a picture. I mean, it wasn't significant as far as what other people might be looking to do for themselves, right. but you did, you did lose weight and you weren't trying to right. just kind of melt it off with, with everything else. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just the fact that um, I don't have to struggle to keep it off and I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I'm about to, I'm going to be 55 in a week or so. And, and I know most people at my age are, that really struggling with their weight because it does get harder as you get older to, to lose weight or to keep it off. And I just love that. That's not even, it's not even on my radar anymore. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. And I'm you're not, you're not, that. you're not feeling badly about something that you're eating. If you have, cause you do, we all have treats, right? We have, sure. treats, but you don't feel bad when you have the treat and you're not weighing or measuring, you know, or, or just lim limiting, you know, things you just, you, you pretty much, I think after, how long have you been doing this now? Uh, more than eight, about eight and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to that point where you become a white belt after you white belt, you become a black belt. And then, you know, you know, you can yes. tell about what, what you have, the portions that you should be eating and the things that are maybe calorie dense that you should leave for treats right. and not indulge. And you kind of know, but isn't it wonderful to be at that phase in our lives where you can still feel good about the clothes that you're buying and wearing and, and the food that you're eating. And, and those are not things I, I remember. Well, what, this was when I was in my thirties, I was around some women at a birthday party and they wanted them to play some kind of game with the kids. And they said, okay, everybody get on the floor. We're all going to sit on the floor. And some of the women, they didn't want to sit on the floor because they said, I'll never get up. And these women were in their thirties. What? You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's a it's a real thing that people are suffering with, and it's just so. And at the oh, time, I didn't God. know about the lifestyle. I might I I could get up off the floor, but I myself was, <laughs> you know, yeah. gaining each year, year after year. I was gaining weight, right. and and things were not going to be good for me. I was going to be on prescription medications too, but yeah. So, and, and I just thought to myself, oh goodness, you know, this is, this is it. This is what everybody thinks is normal, you know? Right. That and is true. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always say like, if I had not taken the statin at that point, so let me back up at that point, you know, my cholesterol was a tiny bit high. I can look it up. I have my notes. What was my blood? My blood pressure was 136 over 82. My pulse was 72. Um, and now it's like 58 or 59, my pulse. And my blood pressure, I just said, was like usually 100 over like, you know, 60 or whatever. Um, so my blood pressure was a little high. My A1C was climbing. They, uh, My first test I ever had, it said I was at um, moderate risk for, um, what is that called? Like, um, not... It's not 
it's not type two diabetes, but just like, uh, well, it's basically you're on your way to diabetes was Pre, what they were trying to they say. Would call, they call it pre-diabetes? Is that what you're No, doing, they called it something. Okay. I, um, anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. But, you know, that was climbing. And um, then, you know, so I would have been on a statin. Eventually, I would have gotten on blood pressure medicine. Eventually, I would have had to take in some metformin or something for my blood sugar, my A1C, you know, at this age. But if I would have taken that stent, my cholesterol probably would have come down. But that would be the only thing that would be good about me would be my cholesterol yeah. would be maybe where it's supposed to. But my A1C would be high. My blood pressure would still be high. I probably would have gained weight, you know, more weight mm. um, at this point in my life. So everything would have just been still continuing in the wrong direction except my cholesterol, if I would have taken the statin, which is exactly what the doctor was trying to talk me into. Mm. Um, so that's the thing that I always want people to keep in mind. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, but it's everything that you're eating, you know, everything that you're, that you put in your mouth is a vote for your health or against your health. And um, I, I think I was starting to say that I think that one reason I was able to do this so easily is that I just jumped right in. I ne I didn't dabble. I didn't say, let me try because I think that makes it worse on you yeah. um, when you just dabble in it because you're still addicted to all those terrible foods that, you know, I used to eat like a bag of baked Lay's in one and day. And it's baked, right? It's so... baked. It's healthy. Yeah. And so, you know, I, and I would not sit down and eat it in one sitting, but I'd be like going back and forth to the pantry all day long because I couldn't stop mm -hmm. thinking about it because it was in my closet calling me Lauren. Uh, and so, you know, you, you're addicted to those things. And so um, I think once I went cold turkey, as they say, it was much easier for me. Um, but now if I want potato chips, I, I make potato chips. I just slice up a potato and I put it in the you know oven or whatever the air fryer so i mm. love this way of eating because you really can still eat everything and that's kind of my my thing is that i want people to know that you can eat anything you used to eat in in your before life but you just have to make it yourself or figure out how to make it yeah so. and you have and we'll talk later about that that you have a lot of you've veganized a lot of uh, comfort foods and, and things right. that, that you've done a lot of cooking demos on your YouTube channel and on and other people's shows as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is. And you, you really just, I agree with you. You just have to go all in and, and so many people are afraid to make that change, but the, the sooner you do it, the sooner your taste buds adapt. And mm -hmm. then things, then when you start feeling better, I think that's for me. For some people, it's like with my, my husband, he first said when we first started the lifestyle, because as you can see with the before and after pictures, I mean, I needed it, but he really needed it. And, you know, he, he, uh, he said, I'll do it, but only if it tastes good. So it was really important to him for, for, for him for it to taste good. And at first he didn't feel very good doing it. And that's another thing. And if anybody hasn't yet adopted the lifestyle, you could potentially not feel so good when in the beginning because you're going through withdrawal. Did you did you experience any of that? I didn't, but I think, like I was saying, I I don't think that I was 
eating an extreme yeah. diet. Like yeah. I wasn't eating fast food and I wasn't eating horribly. So that's mm-hmm. what it was such a shock to me mm-hmm. because I thought I was eating healthy. So no, I didn't experience that. Um, yeah. I really didn't have any problems right. like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I agree. It has to taste good. Um, but that's one of the things that I think is so delightful for, for me, especially is that I was always, like I was saying, I was always scared to eat because I'm like, oh, I'm going to gain five pounds if I eat that. And I can't have a sandwich. I'd love a sandwich. Oh, I can't eat a sandwich. If I'm going to gain weight, I'll just eat the insides out of the sandwich or whatever nonsense, you know, that, that we've been taught. Yeah. Um, and so now if I want to eat a sandwich, I eat a sandwich, you know, I eat it on Ezekiel bread or muster mocker or however you say that bread or whatever, but yeah. You know, but I eat it or I make a potato bun. Um, I make it out of a potato, something like that. So it's, it's you know, compliant. But um, that's the thing I love about it is that you can just eat anything you want. You just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, it takes time. And you talked about going to Australia. That's what my husband would say. He'd say, you know, it's like we moved to another country. And we just yeah. have to learn what their cuisine is and learn what we like about their cuisine. And then we can adapt and eat that instead. So that's that's pretty much how, how we looked at it. And it's worked out pretty well for us. That's so nice. And you said he does the cooking? Yeah, I was doing, well, we, we are SOS free. So we don't yeah. have any added sugar, oil, or salt. And Same. so that, that made it a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. difficult to transition into because if you're used to having a lot of salt especially uh that was tricky the sugar you can always substitute dates and things like that but the salt we had to find ways and this was back in you know 2012 so there wasn't as much information out there Mm -hmm. and i was scouring the internet and trying to read and and so i was doing all the research and he would just say tell me what we can have and what we can't have and i'd be making things and some of those things that we were eating because they didn't have any salt in them especially i I, some of them we actually just kind of threw away which now we would never do we would just know how to change seasonings in it and make it taste better yeah you know but yeah so it was a little bit of a transition but then we we discovered the ways to make it taste good and so he kind of slowly i started kind of getting pushed out of the kitchen as he was taking over and, and, uh, you know, doing the recipes and he, and he was having, he was getting more joy out of it than I was. I was getting a little frustrated because, but if I was doing it, if I was starting today, it wouldn't have been frustrating because I would had so much, so many recipes and access to so many things on the internet. It would have been just so easy, but back then we still had to kind of try to figure it out. So he did. And he, and so I found out a lot of ways to make it taste good. And I would tell him the different kind of spices that were out there. Like we we found out about sumac and things like that, that if you wanted a little salty taste or the citrusy things and, and then, then things started to come together. And, uh, and after, after the first week, he really, he felt like he was coming down with the flu. And I want I wanted to make that mention because if people are, are watching and thinking about it, don't, you know, I mean, he didn't have fever. Okay. So because of that, you know, we knew that he wasn't coming down with the flu. He just was going through withdrawal. And he said, I'll give it a week. And after that, you know, maybe it's not for me. And thank goodness that's about the time that it took. And then he started to feel a lot better. And of course, men lose weight a lot more. <laughs> 
faster, right? <laughs> a lot faster. So oh, he was so getting annoying. all these results and, and, you know, I was slowly, you know, coming off, which was okay. But anyway, so as he started feeling better and it, it was, you know, he had that same calcium score test and it wasn't, it wasn't good at all. So uh, that was, that's something nice about the test that if, you know, if you did have it, you could actually get that visual and once you yeah. see that visual, you cannot get that out of your mind, right? Well, that was it for me. I was like, I don't want to die. And I had little kids still. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm done. Just tell me what I have to do. And uh, it, it just wasn't a, a question of, mm -hmm. am I going to do this? So I just did it. So now did you report back to your original doctor? How no, people ask me that all the yeah, time. Well, I actually tried, I know, I tried <laughs> to call once and I said, I just want to talk to him about um, my results. And they were like, well, you really just have to make an appointment and come in. And I'm like, I'm not paying money to come in to tell yeah. him, you know, yeah. so I just never did. Um, yeah. And then, so I guess it was about two years ago. I finally said, you know, I really need some evidence that I've reversed it. Like, I know I like a lot of signs are there, but I really need some testing. I want to see what happens. Like, can, can I see if there's any reversal? So I found another cardiologist. He was supposed to be really good, but, you know, he's not a plant-based cardiologist. Yeah. So yeah. I knew I was going to be fighting an uphill battle but I needed, I found out um, the name of the test, the Cleveland Heart Lab test that I wanted to take. Have you heard of that before? Yes, but tell okay. everybody about it. Uh, so the Cleveland Heart Lab test, it measures, really, it measures everything. But it, it measures like um, disease activity in your body and inflammation and, um, let's see, presence of disease, risk for disease. And uh, yeah, risk for disease, presence of disease and disease activity. And so, um, but uh, mostly inflammation. So I got uh, the test, I went to the cardiologist and he, again, he was supposed to be like one of the best cardiologists in Austin, nice man. Um, ironically, when I went to the cardiologist the first time, he was my age at the time, 46. And when I went to this cardiologist two years ago, uh, he was my same age then. And so he's like, he looked at my prior uh, results, my cholesterol, my calcium CT score, and he, and my LP little a, and he just said, all right, I'm going to give you this test, but I'm just going to tell you right now, when it comes back, I already know your body's going to be riddled with inflammation and you're going to have to be on a statin. And meanwhile, I mean, I'm looking, I'm sitting in his office, you know, I'm at good weight. I don't probably look like the, you know, typical profile of somebody who comes in. I look healthy. And this is what he says to me, just because of my age and just because of my history. He poo-pooed before he saw anything. I told him I'm, I've been eating a whole food plant-based diet for six years. I want to see if we can see. Any I want my gold goals. star. Right. <laughs> Give it to me. And he gave, gave me an echo stress cardiogram and he um, gave me a carotid. Uh, carotid artery test, you know, and I came back when I, I went back for my results. He said, okay, well, I don't really know how to explain this, but it's amazing. <laughs> he didn't know how to explain it. 
you have zero plaque in your carotid arteries, your echo stress cardiogram is great, and uh, you have very low risk for disease, very low presence of disease, and very low um, disease activity. So I don't, he, you know, uh, and this is actually, I don't know if you could well, see Well, I'm so, going to put you on a solo screen so you can kind of see. Okay. I should have just like shared my screen. I actually have this somewhere. So this is where he, this is him saying, whoops, this is where he thinks I started. And this is where he thinks I am now, the little circles of, you know, the artery clogging. And sorry, Go ahead. it's hard to see. It's hard to see. This is terrible. But you can just see everything's in the green, right? Yeah. That's all you really need to know. You, it's it's nothing nothing that uh, other than everything's in the green, like oxidized LDL, ADMA, which um, suggests that I have optimal level, levels of nitric oxide. So anybody who follows this program knows that you know, especially Dr. Esselstyn is always talking about doc, uh, nitric oxide yes. and how it you know, to eat your green leafy vegetables six times a day so that right. you because it's a dilate. dilator. Yeah, right. So it opens up right. your 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 uh, your arteries, arteries, and it makes it easier for the blood to flow because if the blood is not flowing through, if it's narrow, then your heart has to pump harder and increase your right. blood pressure just to get it through. Right. And I don't eat my green leafy vegetables six times a day. I'm sorry, Dr. Esselstyn, but I eat a ton of green yeah. leafy vegetables. I'm, I mean, he says to eat like this much six uh -huh. times a day, but I eat like this much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Two times well, I mean, a day, the right? patients that he was giving that advice to, they what he, I think he even called them the Walking Dead. So right. they were they were sent home to tell their loved ones to prepare. So right. for them, that was I think very good advice. You know, so yeah. and I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. You should. Yeah. I'm just saying I haven't been a, the best patient, but I eat a ton of vegetables yes. and a ton of green leafy vegetables. I'm just not mm -hmm. doing it, you know, throughout the day like he recommends. But clearly, I'm getting a lot of nitric oxide. Yeah, um, and it was so interesting to see the graphic because you you would almost expect it to go from from that that good side and progress. To worse and worse and worse well, and yeah. how how many how many doctors could ever show somebody that it that it, so you actually really did reverse right and <laughs> this is what the cardiologist said i want you to come back in a year because i guarantee this is not going to be the same he said you're going to show a lot more inflammation in your body next year i'm like what's wrong with you i'm like why do you want me to be sick and he goes look at me i take a statin he has a a big belly. I'm sorry, um, not to be mean. Yeah. He had a big belly. He clearly he ate whatever he wanted. Yeah. He told me he likes to enjoy a cigar once in a while. You know um, the whole schmeal, yeah. the whole thing. And he's shaming me, yeah, for or you know telling me that I'm not doing the right thing. And I said, you know, you're a nice man, but you're not being helpful to me as a doctor because I've just shown you yeah. with a test that I have reversed my disease and you're not being very excited for me. Encouraged, not encouraging. Yeah. No, you should be wanting to tell all of your patients to do this. Mm. And he's like, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe that this is still going to be like this in a year. And I'm like, okay, but I, I'm going to go back like probably pretty soon, but I'm like, I'm not taking this test again in a year. That's an expensive oh, yeah. test. And, you know. Right. Because I would I'll just, probably... at that point, I would want to wager with him and say, let's, let's have a little wager. Yes. 
Yes. You you don't charge me for the test or the visit <laughs> in a year and we'll see. If 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 right. and, or I will pay for it and I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you want a wager? <laughs> it's just I know. It's it's you know, it's so it's so sad to me um how the doctors how this happens, but you know, my husband had um a kidney stone the other day and he he would say he eats like me but he did he doesn't he um he's like vegetarian which is good because he used to eat a lot of meat and uh so he he's become like vegetarian he still eats some dairy he's really tries to cut back on it um but anyway, he doesn't eat enough vegetables and he doesn't yeah. eat enough fruit. He'll eat a salad, you know, sometimes, but he'll put like some beyond chicken on it or something, yeah. you know, it's not, yeah. or maybe some blue cheese dressing. It's not great. Yeah. Um, so he got a kidney stone the other day and we went to follow up with the urologist and they did a, like a CT scan of his whole body. And he's pretty, pretty healthy. I'll give him that other than you know, his, his kidney stone, but we're at the urologist and he's looking at the CT scan and he said, you know, everything looks really good. He said, there's like a little, like a pocket in your um, colon that he said, I don't even know why the, the person points this out to me anymore that reads these because everybody, everybody has, them. has them. everybody so has said, a belly button and everybody has a pocket in their colon. Like what I said, well, how, how can he reverse? How can he reverse that? I said, "Does he need to eat more fiber?" And the doctor said, "Nah." Oh. <laughs> he goes, "Nah, that's something you would have to have started when you were a kid. It's too late. Like, just don't worry about it." And I, and my husband looked at me because he knew he was like, "Okay, c calm yourself down and don't make a scene in the doctor's office." But he knew I was about to just rock it yeah. out of my chair and just oh, like. Yeah. Ah. But uh, I was like, so you don't think he should eat more fiber? And he's like, well, I mean, he can if he wants, but it's not going to do anything. And I'm like, you don't think <laughs> I just kept like asking, you know, yeah. questions. Yeah. And he, he really just wouldn't get on board with me. And I'm like, wow. I, I said, I feel like that's a missed opportunity to get this man to eat some more vegetables. <laughs> but yeah. uh, okay. So, I mean, the afterwards, when you were debriefing with your husband, oh, yeah. was there was any like, You're indication? eating some more vegetables. So, was, <laughs> was he on board? or? Uh, well, he said, I'll try. And I said, yeah. I said I'm going to make some, I'm going to be better about trying to make some things that you like. Because honestly, now I've just sort of given up. I shouldn't yeah. say given up, but I've just sort of like let him make his food. Right. He always tastes everything I make and he always likes it. But then he said, I just can't get full on this. I'm like, well, then you just have to eat some more. Mm -hmm. Why can't you just eat more of it in an hour? That's what I do if I'm hungry again. I eat some yeah. more vegetables or some more whatever the food was. Yeah. Um, so we went home. I mean, do you have beans or potatoes or anything with that? He yeah, I mean, he does. He eats that. He eats beans and he eats potatoes. And he doesn't and get full on because that, whenever I eat things like beans and potatoes, wow. I know. I'm me too. <laughs> of course, you're full. He just has it in his mind like that yeah. he's not going to be full. But he does. I made him some pancakes with, oh my God, I hope he's not going to watch this, but I put like 
flax and I put psyllium husk in it and um, I made, and yeah. did a bunch of fruit with it. And so that was what he had this morning. Uh-huh. And he doesn't eat lunch. Sometimes he'll eat like a bagel with Kite Hill, you know, vegan cream cheese on it during the day. Mm. And then for dinner, he'll eat, he did eat a salad last night, uh, but it had blue cheese dressing on it like real blue cheese dressing. Yeah. So that's not great, but um, I don't know. And like when he tastes my salad dressings, he's always like, oh, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. Like if my kids come over and I just toss the salad with the dressing that yeah. I made, he's always like, this is really good. I'm like, okay, so why can't you eat this on the yeah, other nights when wow. the kids aren't here? Oh, because I like my blue cheese. And, yeah. you know, it's... it's and just, he has to want it more than you do. I know it's really hard, so, hard. But, but it's but I mean he's he's kind of on board so that's good I mean he's not you know running out to the drive-through every day no <laughs> so no 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 that's a he's good not. thing <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah he'll he'll come around he just has to have that that why for himself and he'll he'll figure it out yeah <laughs> Yeah. Thanks wasn't though. No, is that thanks thinks that it might be tough for you to have those foods in your house. Is that tough for you? No. You should see what's in my pantry. I have there's barbecue potato chips, jalapeno potato chips, which are two things that I used to just come unglued for, loved. Uh there's always ice cream in the house. There's he has chocolate in the house. I mean, I just don't in my mind I'm just like, well, that's that's not mine. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. I just don't even think about eating anything like that. Um, yeah, not everybody can be that way. There are some people that <laughs> that that their body becomes possessed, and and they and suddenly they're ripping open the bag, and then they're after they eat it, and they're looking, and they're like, "How did this even happen? I don't remember it even happening." You know. So for some people, unfortunately for you, you're not. And we were talking about spectrums. I think for for food addiction. And, and cravings, I think there's a spectrum. I think there are people that, well, even it's there, I can do without it. And then there's other people on the other side of they're like, you know, it can't even be anywhere in the house. It can't be in the garage or I'll find it, you know? So I think you're right. And, but I do think that I used to be highly addicted. As a matter of fact, I was going through some of your podcasts cause I wanted to, I hadn't seen any before yeah. and now I'll watch it. But, um, I watched the one with Joan Ifland about oh, food addiction. Oh, yeah, she does food addiction, yeah. And, you know, um, it really hit me because when she was saying that she used to rage, I used to do that too. I And and I, I know I was so highly addicted to certain foods um, that I couldn't just leave it. Like, it's shocking to me that I don't eat those potato chips that are in there because that was always my thing, like chips. It yeah. was not usually the sweets. But when she was talking about raging, I was like, you know, when I was younger, I would sometimes rage like that and and also just eat like, and then I didn't know what happened. Mm. Um, so I think it was the food addiction. Yeah. And I think because I'm not addicted anymore to those mm. things and I haven't had it in eight years and I don't cheat, um, I think that, you know, it doesn't bother me. And I still think like, oh, I want, like I said, I want some chips, but I'll just make some chips and I'll yeah. make a dip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can stop eating those things because it doesn't have that food additives or whatever that makes your yeah. brain light up. Like you just did some cocaine or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that I was, and I, and yes, you're right. I must be somewhere on that spectrum where I'm okay with that. Cause man, yeah. it would be hard to live with him otherwise, but 
<laughs> just has his thing. Yeah. He has his friends. Yeah. He'll, he'll come through. But yeah, I think for me, the knowledge, and that's, that's why I started this podcast, because there wasn't very much out there when I was first started in 2012. But I did listen to some podcasts and watch some videos and got books. And now I'm interviewing people. But even when I'm not interviewing people, I'm listening to podcasts and reading books every single day. And I really think that especially people with food addictions, you really need to just immerse yourself in this lifestyle. You need to listen to, to podcasts. I have podcasts that you can download so you don't have to watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on the airplane or listen to it on the airplane. But you, or, and, and your YouTube channel, which we'll talk about in a little bit, every day you need to hear all the research out there and all the doctors that are talking about these things because it's here we're mainly talking about heart disease, but it's it, but it's not just about heart disease. It's not just about diabetes and weight loss. There are so many other things that w what is wonderful about the lifestyle is that they will help prevent and sometimes reverse certain things. But the but I often think, wow, I went how many decades not knowing about this. I've got a lot of making up to do. I've I have a lot of damage that I don't see or feel that I'm walking around with. And if I do a cheat day or even a cheat snack or whatever it is, th then I'm I'm just, I'm, right now I'm trying to run up an escalator that's going down, trying to get back my my body and, and my health. Even though I feel good, I know that there's damage. So that's my reason. I always hear people when I'm listening to these podcasts and reading these books, I'm learning about so many things that, that, that are going on on a molecular level. My goodness. There mm -hmm. are just so many. It's a, the body is just an amazing thing. It's just a miracle. But it wants to heal. And it heals really quickly. Yeah. And it, so when you say like a cheat, do you do you have a cheat meal? or what? No. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. You're just talking about in theory. No. If you were going to have I one. Say, no. You know, I never I would, do if I've gone to, you know, relatives' homes where they would have dinners or buffets or whatever. And. You know, I always bring my own food. Me too. I, I always bring my own food. And and if I, you know, I, I rarely go out to restaurants unless I know that it's going to be clean. But I, the food that I eat is always so, so much better than anything that I would get in a mm -hmm. restaurant anyway. So I really enjoy what I eat. But the, yeah, just the thought of the thought of eating anything that's that's outside of what what I do it's, I'm scared to eat it. It's just, to me, it, it's like if you were a smoker and then you gave up smoking and then having even one cigarette, that could just put you over, <laughs> over the edge of, of, from all the damage that you did all those years. So, mm -hmm. you know, why would you even do that? So no. that's, that's how I look at it. I look at it from a very logical, but I may not be on the same spectrum for food addiction because I did have food addiction, but I may not be on that that high side that other people are on. And I understand that. Yeah. 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 So we did have a, a question from thanks wanted to know what are good, some good salt substitutes because we talked about that, that we're SOS free, no sugar, oil, or salt. And I had mentioned something called sumac, which I use. What, what do you like to use for salt substitutes? Well, I shouldn't say I'm completely salt free because I'm not because I'll do like, you know, a jarred marinara like that's fat free from whole food. So I'm eating salt, um, but I'm not like cooking with salt generally. But so when I'm going to cook something, I'd use like 
miso or Bragg's liquid amino or something like that to give a salty flavor or salt substitute. Or I do, like you mentioned, sometimes citrus, which sounds crazy, depending on what you're cooking, can just really brighten it up and, um, and do that. But I'll admit, like if I cook, um, well, especially if my kids come over, like I'll put salt, like if I'm making mashed potatoes, I'll take, I'll take out for them and I'll put like salt in their mashed potatoes, but I won't eat it, you know, salt in my mashed potatoes, but that's still something that's a hard sell potatoes without salt for people who are used to it. Um, so yeah, I can't say I'm completely salt free because that would be a lie, but those are, those are things that I go to a lot for, to salt it up. Yeah, there's something that I also like to use called uh, Benson's Table Tasty, and I'll put that in the comments oh, and okay. the show notes. And that's that was a game changer for us. It really was. It, write that down. Yeah, it's if you won't you won't miss salt when you use that. So we use that in a lot of our recipes. And then of course, just upping the different kinds of spices that yes. we, you know, we just only had a few different kinds of herbs and spices that we used before this lifestyle, but now. There just we've really tried quite a few other ones that we had never tried before, and it, it was just great. Sometimes, oh, another thing you could try is uh, kelp granules. Yeah, they, they might add mm-hmm. a fish flavor, but they also kind of kind of make you feel like it's uh, a little salty. Another mm-hmm. thing that I like to use is sun dried tomatoes. Now, for me, I'm a very clean eater. So a lot of sun-dried tomatoes will come with made with oil. So right. I seek out the ones that are not made with oil. Also, there's something called sulfur. Ever notice how a lot of raisins are black? Well, that's what they look like when they're when grapes look like when they get dried up and shriveled up, they turn black. So, but now if you tried to get a dried apricot, you might find a dried apricot that was bright orange. Well, it shouldn't be bright orange, but it has something called sulfur, which keeps it from oxidizing. So I tried to, anytime I do any kind of dried fruit, I tried to get something that is, has no sulfur in it. So it makes it a little more challenging, but you know, good, better, best is what I say. So if you're going to avoid salt and you have to have sulfur because you're getting some dried tomatoes, it's, it's probably better than right. that. And my, my husband's in the other room. He popped in and he just popped out because he wanted to show me that the, oh, and if you see, it's, it's almost empty, but this is, this is the, the sumac that we have used. That's and so that's, funny that he popped it, in there. That's yeah. so cute. So, Aww. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's a great supporter and he's, it's, it's been, well, well, I mean, as you could see with the before and after pictures, I mean, it's amazing it changed his life. And, you know, he, he'll often say that he doesn't think that he would be alive today, or if he was, that he probably would have had a stroke that and been oh. debilitated, you know, permanently disabled. So he's, he's all on board with this, you know, and he, he was a real foodie. I think he was on the spectrum of more liking food, you know, and, and, and really liking it a lot. So it, it was something that, but he's been on board and he's, he's just done so well. I'm really so proud of him, but you know, he had, he had that why where he knew, you know, and, and for him, he says, you know, he used to, if he would climb up a ladder to, to fix something in the house. I mean, back then he, he would get out of breath, his knees would hurt, you know, and now he's, he's almost a decade older 
and he's not short of breath and he's, he's just able to do so. And of course he got off all of his prescription medications and it's just been really, really nice. That's so nice. I mean, I think that's, I shouldn't say part of the problem, but my husband's like at a good weight. He runs four miles a day. He can do everything. He's not on any medication. Um, I think the kidney stone hopefully was a little wake up call for him, yeah. but you know, he needs a little, a little something like that to, yeah, and, and him, it'll I happen. I think that, probably I probably in the next decade, you know. And it's it's like you know, there's there's certain things for men that that are more meaningful than right. anything else. That's and right. It could be that that might it start be the to thing show that its face, and then that might be something that may say, hmm. maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe now it's time. Some, I don't care yeah. about heart disease or blood pressure, but. That's important. <laughs> you know I bet you you're right. So. <laughs> it's funny. Which is nice that it's that it's helpful for that too. So right. Wendy said Celilicious has sumac, onion, tomato, mustard, kombu, thyme, kombu. and kombu. I love kombu. It's an organic product. I have not heard of that. Where do you get yeah. that? Yeah, where do you get that, Wendy? <laughs> Maybe Wendy will tell us. Where, I'll where, Google it. I'm gonna, I have a whole list that. going here. Still yeah. I mean, these, these are always, that's what I love about this because we, you know, as a, as a tribe here, you know, the green warriors are always having great uh, contributions to the broadcast and they're so always. very helpful and we're always learning right from always. each other. So that's great. Wow. So let's see. We kind Local of. Local spicery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, what is it from okay. local spicery? Local, oh, okay. That's, That's I've had lovely. him on my show too. Yeah, yeah they're always. On, I'd have yeah, I have, have to Jeff check Bezos. that out. Uh -huh. I didn't know. <laughs> okay, I'll okay. Have to look at that. Yeah. That's so yeah, because those are the things that are just those spice blends are really fantastic. When yeah, she said she come up with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so oh, okay, I wanted to see what other so what oh maybe we should just open it up to some questions why because i haven't been showing it because we had some people that uh, wrote in and emailed some questions too and anybody that's watching live if you have a question you can go ahead and type it in in the comments um let's see okay Alicia said, what advice do you have for someone who wants to follow a plant-based diet but is concerned about the potential cost? Were there budget-friendly strategies you found helpful? Yeah, actually, you know, I feel like it's more budget-friendly to eat a whole food plant-based diet than, I mean, meat is expensive, dairy is expensive, and really, I'm going to be honest, what I eat every day I don't cook a ton of different things unless I'm like doing recipe development or trying to cook something nice for my kids or my husband. Every day I eat a big salad, either for lunch or dinner. And I mean a big salad, like I call it like, like somebody says, bowl. are you going to eat all that? Right. And you know, yeah. it's a big salad. <laughs> it's a big salad, the big salad. Um, and then th for the other meal, I'll have a bowl with like either lentils or beans and, um, brown rice or quinoa, and then all kinds of vegetables. Maybe I have like a steamed, uh, I will definitely have like steamed greens and different, you know, roasted vegetables. And then I'll have maybe 
some tofu or some tempeh, sometimes a potato or a sweet potato, you know, a small one or a piece of one, depending, you know, what I put in my bowl. Um, but I have lots of different things like that. And that's really budget friendly. And those are the things that I eat all the time, like most of my meals, um, you know, and then I'll, and I think that people who are successful in this way of eating, eat the same things like that. And then you just change up the sauces, like I'll make a different nut or a different seed sauce, and then it feels like a brand new meal. Um, so those are, that's my advice. Um, I think it is budget friendly, honestly. Is that helpful or do you have Yeah, I think that is, I think that's very helpful. Yeah. And, and sometimes I think people are concerned about the, the vegetables that, that are perishable. And for, for us, if we see something that's in the refrigerator and it may be looking like it's wilting or whatever, we'll either blend it in a smoothie or roast it with roasted right. vegetables or we'll put it into a soup. So nothing ever gets wasted. And then right. I was talking before the show that we use something called super cubes. And that's very helpful because you can, um, you can freeze things in them. And so they're kind of like ice cube trays, but they're bigger than ice cube trays in the fact that each of the vessels is holds about a half a cup or a cup, depending on which size you get. And they, to me, they're just been very helpful in in the lifestyle because batch cooking i think that's where it's at right yeah yeah i, mean, so you, I do i cook up a bunch of rice a bunch of beans a bunch of quinoa a bunch of lentils yeah and this yeah. and that's why you're not cooking every single day right. and the, and we freeze things also yeah right okay so we have an, Hi, Angela. Oh, another question oh okay um Jesse T, what foods do you pack when you travel? Mm. Oh, that's good. That's okay, good so, one. well, you know, if you're going in your car, that's easy. You can pack a cooler of anything. I, I do like, uh, I mean, if I'm going in my car, I pack a cooler of like, I make a big thing of pad thai. I find that that travels really well for some reason. You can eat it cold. Um, and I do the lentils and quinoa versus rice and beans. I feel like that travels better in a cooler. Um, and I do a bunch of tofu, tempeh. I do all my potatoes, uh, fruits and vegetables, oatmeal. So if I'm going in a car, it's really not a problem. If I'm going on a plane, mm -hmm. um, so I really always have to check my luggage because of my food and my shoes. So um, I'll just bring a ton of food and a ton of shoes. So if I'm going on a plane, I check my luggage. And in the luggage, uh, my hummus is in there and my oat milk. And um, anything that I make in advance, like uh, any kind of salad dressings or things that need to stay cold, I'll usually have a big thing of salad dressing. And then I pack that. I have like, um, there are containers that are like leak proof. So I do a big one of my salad dressing and then I bring some empty little ones so that I could pack it down and stick it in my purse when I'm going out to a restaurant. And I do the same for my oat milk in case I want to grab like a decaf coffee and I'll have my oat milk with me instead of having to get like a latte with all their nonsense in it. Um, and then what I bring with me on the plane are going to be like my rice crackers and my, um, you know, peppers travel really well, like crunchy, you know, hearty vegetables that you could dip in your hummus. Um, I always kind of just bring that on the plane with me. So I have a lot of vegetables and I have hearty fruit like apples. Um, 
berries. I always do like big containers of berries. But yeah, my hummus did get confiscated at the airport once. They said it was a paste. So since then, that goes in my suitcase. So that's that's uh, basically what I bring with me. Yeah, I've I've taken things like oatmeal with me, and <laughs> because and 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 then of course your bag gets inspected. You have to leave a little extra time because chances are they're going to want to see what your food is, and of course right. to them they're like well, what is this? It certainly isn't food. And you're like, that's yeah. my breakfast. <laughs> that's my food. <laughs> and then, you know, also I've done at the airport, um, like I'll buy, like I'll go into Starbucks and you can buy an uh, oatmeal in there and you can buy even just like a cup of soy milk so that you can ha take that on the plane with you in case you need that, like when you land, you know, if you're going to have like cereal and you, you weren't prepared. Yeah. So anyway, there, there's ways to, to do that. Oh, Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. She, she said Lauren always has fabulous tips. So helpful. Yes. Yes. And Angela's going to be coming back on the show. She's been. On oh, the, she's great. Yeah. She does lots of classes for us and you guys should tune in oh, for those as well. Yeah. She's wonderful. I think she's actually the person that connected yes, us. Yes, she did. Yes. She connected us. She's lovely. Yeah. Yes. She any she any person that she connects me with I know is going to be fabulous. And you're and you're fabulous. Oh, thank you. So are you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I wanted to give you a chance to to talk about uh what you do. I first I want to invite everybody, please click like to show your appreciation for Lauren, what she shared with us today. And so why don't you tell us what do you do and how can people get in touch with you? Um, well, thank you. So my company is called WellElephant.com. And I called it that because elephants are strong, beautiful herbivores supported by their community and you are too. So that's why I called it Well Elephant. Um, and I, the main thing that I have right now is a class, an online class, and it's on my website. And it's called ACE plant-based eating and ACE is an acronym. A stands for amend the recipe. So take anything that you used to like to eat in your before life and learn how to make it compliant. And that's the key to sticking to this is to really just have foods that you like. So A is amend the recipe. C is cook without oil because that's the thing that you really have to do to, to you know, lower the fat in your life and um, keep your arteries from clogging. And E is eat on the go. So some of the things that I just mentioned about travel and I have a lot of advice for going to restaurants. I actually go to restaurants pretty often. I live in Austin and they're a little bit friendly here to this way of eating. And I've worn a lot of restaurant tours down. Uh, so they'll make me stuff. But, um, you know, I just give advice for, for going out to eat. So amend the recipe, cook without oil and eat on the go. I think those are really the three things that you have to be able to master to be able to eat this way. So um, I have a code. If you want to take the ACE plant-based eating class, uh, you can just click on my website. And then when you're checking out, if you put in that ACE40 discount code at checkout, it makes the class $39 instead of 79 and you get lifetime access and you can do it at your leisure and it's super easy and it really sets you up for success. Like your fridge is going to be stocked when you're finished. You'll have rice and beans and all the things that I just kind of talked about, um, the bowl. 
And so uh, that's, those are the main things that I do. I'm on Chef AJ every month. Um, I have a cooking class uh, or a cooking show on her channel the second Monday of every month. And um, I show, it's called Plant-Based Classics. So I just kind of show you how to, you know, we go through different different things each week and or each month, and I show you how to make something compliant. This month on August 14th, we're going to do um, portobello fajitas that are Ooh, that marinated. Good. They're good. And then a, a chipotle pecan sauce and then uh, mango salsa. So mm. I live in Texas, and so we eat a lot of Mexican food. And so that's the that's what we'll be doing this this month um and just check back on you know if you follow me on instagram and um i post things there and i'm gearing up actually to do a podcast myself so that's coming and it's going to be more about uh aging and so really like i was talking about my mom earlier i just I love her to pieces but that's not how i want to spend you know, my golden years, I want to just be up and running until the day I keel over. And I know that's, that's the goal, right? And so yes, that's the goal for all of us. For uh, all and, of us. And, it, and it's doable. That's the thing we now have, we now have the golden ticket, we know how to do it. Absolutely. So, so Lauren, what would your it. final take home message be for our green warriors? Oh gosh. Um, you know, just don't, don't, don't beat yourself up. One, I hate when people are hard on themselves mm -hmm. and I hate when people are like, Oh, but I can't do it. Or I messed up yesterday. So what you get at every meal, you get to try again yeah. and, um, you get to start again. And so don't beat yourself up. And then also I think just dive right in, try not to dabble, try to just dive right into eating this way. And make yeah. it simple. Make the bowls. Make the salads. That's good. I like that. That's a great, great thing. I think it's very motivating. And it can be done, right? Yes. Yes, it can be done. So Green Warriors, tell us what you're going to remember. And what and type it in the comments. What's, what's one of your takeaways from today's interview? And I would also like to thank Just Has Voice. She did the promos and the voiceovers. And Just Has Voice, tell us who's coming up next. Are you concerned about providing healthy food for your dog or cat? Does your fur baby have weight or health issues? Join us as Dr. Andrew Knight talks about plant-based dogs and cats. Wednesday, August 16th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Be Green with Amy Live. Yep, and I have a plant-based dog, so Me it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> love that. Yes, about I that. Yeah. Well, I want to also thank you, the Green Warriors, our audience, and because that's why we're here, because you're here and we want to get all this information out to you, and we really thank you for sharing it with other people who you think may be needing it. And as a special thank you to all of you, I'm offering you five free recipes. So all you have to do is go to my website and you type in begreenwithamy.com slash join. And I'll send you five free recipes and you can see some pictures of me doing some little workouts and fun things. So it should be a lot of fun for you to, to go ahead and, and watch that. And I wanted to also tell you that everybody needs a hug. So go ahead and take your right hand. 
and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder. Now squeeze. <laughs> That's a hug from me to you and from me to you, Lauren. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Thank all, yeah. all of you for watching and, and listening. And thank you to, to you for being here. I really appreciate it. And as our uh, next time that we're going to uh, do our sign off. So if you wanted to join me with that, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Well, until I see you all again. Remember, be strong, be well, and be, be green. green. <laughs> Thanks so much, Lauren. You're delightful. Thank you. Thanks, Green Warriors. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green 